Welcome to part three of the fastest way to your next personal best. What is critical power and what can you do with it? In the previous chapter, we wrote about the tipping point, your anaerobic threshold, and different heart rate zones. When running by power, your critical power, or CP, is a valuable number to know. You can use it to determine your different training zones. Your critical power is the power that you can maintain for a certain duration. Because of this definition, it can sometimes be confusing. In sports literature, this could be the power that you can sustain for 20 minutes, also called your CP20, 45 minutes or CP45, or 60 minutes, known as CP60. CP60 is a lower wattage than CP45, and CP45 is lower in wattage than CP20. Stride uses one critical power, calculated based on your power duration curve. Without knowing your critical power, you can't properly use your power for training and competitions. A power of, for example, 260 watts says nothing. Just like a heart rate of, for example, 173 beats per minute doesn't say anything. For the information you gather to be useful, you need to know what capacity you can maintain for a certain period of time. Until recently, you had to do an exercise test with a sports doctor to accurately determine your heart rate zones. On a bicycle or a treadmill, you'd go through increasing levels of cycling harder and faster. A sports doctor would take a small sample of blood at each level to measure your lactic acid values, or you'd have to wear a mask for a breath analysis. A major disadvantage of these expensive tests was that the athletes regularly got anxious from wearing the mask or doing the blood test, and that the measurements were therefore not completely true to reality in comparison with outdoor sports in the real world. For example, it was possible that, due to rapid breathing, the anaerobic threshold was set too low and the athletes started exercising with heart rate levels that were lower than they should be. The result? Frustration due to slow pace and little progression because of overly cautious training. A power meter has the great advantage that you can determine your critical power outside on the street or nature. You can take a test to determine your critical power, but Stride also has a feature to automatically adjust your critical power based on your workouts. It's called auto-calculated critical power. Basically, Stride itself determines your critical power based on a series of training sessions and competitions. The auto-calculated critical power is accurate within 1-2% for most runners and adjusts automatically as the runner changes shape. To get a good indication of your critical power when you first start, three training sessions with sufficient variation are required. For example, short-distance sprints or accelerations with a duration of 10-30 to 30 seconds. A medium distance, about 10 to 20 minutes at a hard effort or a 5k or 10k time trial at your race pace, and then a long distance, a gentle endurance run of at least 50 minutes. After that, the workouts are tracked over the last 90 days, and your critical power becomes increasingly more accurate. Every workout counts. The fact that every run is automatically included in your critical power is a luxury that will give you enormous benefits in the long term. In the past, you probably went to a sports doctor once a year to determine your VO2 max and your heart rate zones if you're so lucky to get that treatment. With Stride, every training is analyzed and compared with your values from the past. As with any new device, 
It takes a little thought and dedication to download Stride's app and pair your Stride with your phone and your watch. But once you've done that, you'll have the smartest and most loyal trainer in the world sitting right on top of your shoe. In the Stride mobile app, you'll see various data under summary like stress, running stress balance, upcoming events, your power duration curve, and your critical power at the bottom. First, you'll see your power in orange and then your power per kilogram of body weight. You'll only want one thing, that your capacity per kilogram of body weight is as high as possible. It can be very addictive in a good way to work to increase your critical power. We see regular sessions on Strava with the subject, Critical Power Boost Workout. After your workout, you'll have to wait anxiously to see if you've earned the notification, your critical power has increased. If your critical power suddenly drops a number of points, it means that your critical power was determined more than 90 days ago, and that you haven't trained at the level of your critical power for 90 days. In short, did your critical power drop? Then it's time to get to work. That sounds good, getting to work, but what exactly does your critical power do for you? If you're stuck at the same level at the moment, but would like to improve your PR of the 5K, 10K, half marathon, or full marathon, then your critical power is priceless. Variation in training is important, especially if you train specifically for a PR. Five basic zones emerge from your personal critical power. You have your easy zone, your moderate zone, your threshold, which is the upper limit near your critical power. You have an interval zone and a repetition zone. In the chapters focusing on the different distances, 5k, 10k, half marathon, and full marathon, we'll discuss these zones in more detail. What distinguishes running by power from heart rate is the possibility to do more targeted interval training. The great thing about running by power is that you can work with two zones above your tipping point. You can, of course, run an interval of 200 meters at a higher power than intervals of 400 or 600 meters. That distinction can't be made with a heart rate monitor. Above your anaerobic threshold, you only have one zone from your anaerobic threshold to your maximum heart rate. It wouldn't make any sense to have any other zones above your anaerobic threshold for short intervals. Just think about it. If you really run 200 meters intensively, it's not hard to overshoot your target. But by the time your heart rate is too high, you've already finished your 200 meter repeat. When you train by power, you can do targeted intervals at 200 meters. For example, if you want to run at 320 watts for 200 meters, you can check after about 80 meters or even earlier, whether you're running too fast or running just right. And then you can speed up or slow down. Another advantage of power training is that you can go full out at any time that you want. Of course, this is always possible, but normally you don't know exactly how fast you can run at any given distance or time. If you know that you can run 10 kilometers in 50 minutes, it's easy to figure out how fast you would be on a 5K, a half marathon, or full marathon. But if your favorite run has a nice segment of, for this example, 1,380 meters, calculations become a lot more complicated. Doing the math for one segment of a run is manageable, but if you have different segments on different laps where you'd like to go full throttle, you obviously don't want to calculate the ideal time for all of those odd distances. For example, 2,130 meters, the ideal run time is slightly different than, for example, 1,380 meters. With power and stride, all these distances become easy to work with. But you might be asking, 
what does this have to do with critical power? Based on your critical power, you get a beautiful curve showing all wattages between 10 seconds and roughly three or more hours. So every distance and time is included. And the best part is you don't have to do any complicated calculations. It's all automatic. So if you accelerate during, for example, 1,380 meters, that's a reliable test run to see whether you're progressing or not. In the power duration curve, you can see a white line called your modeled curve, which is your potential, and then a blue segment, your actual results of the past 30 days. The power duration curve is very interesting for several reasons. The power duration curve is based on your running performances over the past 90 days, and you can find this in your Stride mobile app or online on Stride's Power Center. To our knowledge, there are currently no other parties that work with a power curve for running, although it's long been commonplace in the cycling world. That's why triathletes are so excited about running with power. They're already familiar with the many benefits of the power curve. Let's talk about a few of the benefits of the power curve. First point, you can go full throttle on your favorite part of your run, and you'll always get valuable information from it. So even if it's a hill of a 272 meters or a lap with a distance you don't normally run in a competition, like for example, 5,752 meters. You can also see what level of power you have to run at for a PR at your favorite distance, and you can quickly see whether that's already feasible or if you still need more training. We dare to say that your power curve alone is already enough to make meaningful uses of power and to train for your PR in a targeted way. Achievements older than 90 days are not included in the curve. It's about what you can do now, not what you were able to do in the faraway past. If you performed well today, the corresponding point in the power duration curve will improve immediately. If a 90-day performance falls outside of the curve, that affects the curve. The best performance of the last 90 days will take its place. You can also use the curve the other way around. For example, if you think that 45 minutes on a 10K is feasible, you can check the curve to see which power is associated with that 45-minute duration. Whether or not a certain time is achievable with your current level can easily be determined using the race power calculator. We'll talk more about that later. The race power calculator will give you a good indication of the minimum power level that you must maintain for optimal performance. Disadvantages of training by power. We've discussed some of the great benefits of running by power. You don't need a relatively unreliable GPS and your power responds much faster than heart rate. And even with a headwind and uphill terrain, you can continue to run by power. Power training provides peace of mind and you can train specifically for a PR. Are there any disadvantages? of training by power. We often hear from runners who are used to training with a heart rate monitor that the monitor can be a necessary break for people with a lot of stress. After all, stress at work or after an illness makes your heart rate go up. So if you train with heart rate, you should naturally run more slowly in times of stress. Also for avid runners who overtrain, the heart rate monitor can be a remedy if the heart rate no longer rises during intensive training. Does this happen with running by power? No. Strides Power Meter determines your critical power based on your workouts. Training older than 90 days doesn't count towards your critical power. That is to say, progress is directly included in your new values, but illness or overtraining is only compensated for after 90 days. Here's an example. Imagine you run a very fast 10K in March. 
You participate in an event and you give it everything you've got. You cross the line exhausted, red-faced, heavy legs, nice PR. The following week is rough. You have some life stresses like your colleague is sick and you're working twice as hard. You might have just had an intensive medical surgery. Life is full of heartbreak and stress. If you keep running and only train with stride, things can go wrong. Running is a welcome distraction, but your body does not recover as well as you're used to during this difficult, stressful period. If you continue to train on your max ability and you train just as often as before all the setbacks, then things are bound to go wrong. After all, you'll, your stride will take your time from March that you just PR'd in your 10K and your critical power and your zones for another 90 days. The fact that you're gradually performing less is only taken into account in June, 90 days after March. Incidentally, Stride does monitor your training sessions to check whether you're training constructively or whether you may be doing unnoticed damage. Stride indicates this by means of running stress balance. A handy trick from Stride that we'll discuss here is your running stress balance, or RSB. Your RSB indicates the difference between the activities of the last 7 days versus the last 42 days. This way, you can see in one number whether you're improving or whether you could use some rest in terms of the amount of running stress that you're generating. If your RSB is negative 40 or lower, it's good to take a few days rest. If you're between negative 25 and negative 40, you should be careful. Extra rest works better than an intensive workout. You're training constructively when you're between negative 10 and negative 25. It's good to be in between these two points during training periods and to take some rest days in the run-up to a goal effort. Between negative 10 and positive 5, you'll maintain the condition you have. So if you're training and want to get better, you should put on your running shoes more often or run more intensively. If you have consciously taken some rest because of an important event that's coming up, that's totally fine. When you're between positive 5 and positive 25, it's the perfect RSB to be at at the start of an event where you want to PR. Of course, after a training period between negative 10 and negative 25. If you're between positive 25 and positive 45, then you need a push to get off the couch and start running again. However, this running stress balance is only related to your training and it doesn't know whether you're feeling ill or stressed. So that remains one pitfall of running by power. The disadvantage of running by power is easy to fix. You can train by power and heart rate. Power controls your training. When training, you only have to pay attention to power, but in Stride's Power Center or on Strava or another app where you analyze your workouts, you can check whether your heart rate is keeping up. When you're in good shape, your heart rate will drop over time at a certain wattage. Your body has become stronger and your critical power improves. You deliver more power at fewer heartbeats, Hans and Run go as far as to keep a graph of all training sessions for themselves in an Excel document. Such a graph is very educational and will help you avoid unpleasant surprises. Resting heart rate. Another way to check whether you're recovering sufficiently from your workouts is your resting heart rate. Your resting heart rate is a value that you can measure on a daily basis. It's the heartbeat you have when you sit quietly on the couch Whether you're measuring resting heart rate in the morning or in the evening, it doesn't matter as long as you have consistency and you do it at the same time. Make sure that you sit for at least five minutes because your heart rate increases just from standing. In any case, it's very educational to measure your resting heart rate for a period of time. You'll gain insight into your recovery in relation to work, sleep, alcohol, jet lag, and training. 
Is your heart rate five beats higher than you're used to? That could be a sign that it's time to rest, even if you actually had an intensive interval in mind. Heart rate variability. More and more, heart rate monitors are also showing heart rate variability. That's even more reliable than your resting heart rate. Your heart rate variability is the time difference between two consecutive heartbeats. Are you training in a constructive way and are you recovering well? Then your heart rate variability increases. Contrary to popular belief, it's unhealthy if your heart rate beats evenly. During your inhalation, your heart rate increases a little, and when you exhale, your heart rate decreases. This is related to two different systems in your autonomic nervous system, your orthosympathetic system and your parasympathetic system. Your orthosympathetic system is your so-called accelerator and stands for action, high heart rate, the upper number of your blood pressure, and rapid breathing. Your parasympathetic system is the recovery, the brake pedal of your body. Your parasympathetic system stands for rest, recovery, low heart rate, the lower number of your blood pressure, and calm, relaxed breathing. In times of stress and a lot of work or training, your orthosympathetic system can take the upper hand and even remain active in your sleep. By measuring your heart rate variability, you can keep an eye on this and you can build in rest and take more time for relaxation exercises when needed. We love measuring and making progress transparent, but of course, there's also ways of knowing if you're making progress without using measurements. If you feel fit and full of energy, you're fine. Do you dread running workouts and feel tired and lethargic? Then it's time to rest and listen to your body. After 15 minutes of running, if you've felt pretty bad, you'll know whether it's okay to go back home or whether it's better to keep running and get more energy. Do you still feel tired after 15 minutes of running? Then it could be time to rest. But it may well be that you're surprisingly more ready after 15 minutes of running than when you just stepped out of the door. Then it's fine to finish your workout. To summarize, the disadvantage of running by power is that you can't measure fatigue in your body with a power meter. But power meters are great for measuring progress. That's why we're going to switch directions and talk about how you can run faster. Let's go over a quick summary before wrapping this part up. Power is the amount of energy per second that is required to propel your body in a certain direction at a certain speed. GPS is not reliable over short distances. Air resistance is also included in your performance. Air resistance depends on, among other things, temperature, wind speed, air pressure, and your height above sea level. Your critical power can be used as a surrogate near your tipping point or anaerobic threshold. When using Stride's auto-calculated critical power, Every training session you do is included, so your critical power automatically remains accurate. With the power duration curve, you have insight into what you can do at specific durations and distances. That wraps it up for part three. We're so excited to continue the fastest way to your next personal best. Tune in very soon for another episode.